All right, we're going to touch on another series of issues as we go through this election campaign. We talked about the whole vaccination policies and what we're seeing from the, the federal government, you know, in terms of their uh, mandated industries and, and the policies they're putting in place. We're going to switch gears now and talk about Indigenous issues. And I think it's a little bit different this time around because of the spotlight on indig- Indigenous issues in our country. So we're going to get some insight into what issues are important to that segment of our population, what they're looking for, where they want to see progress made, and what they're hearing from the leaders. We're going to chat with Dr. Cindy Blackstock, who is a member of the Gixcan First Nation in British Columbia and the Executive Director of the First Nation Child and Family Caring Society of Canada. Doctor, thank you for your time. Did I say that First Nation correctly? How do you pronounce it? It's Gitsan, but that's uh, you were pretty close. I was pretty close. I pre- the, the, the X threw me off. Uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for joining us today. I want to touch on, you know, when we're talking about Indigenous issues, I don't think they obviously get uh, the attention that some of the other issues do. But I think this election might be a little different, simply because of the fact, um, with the discoveries at the residential schools and the prominence that it's been given uh, right across the country and the attention that people are paying to the history around uh, First Nations in Canada. Um, It's important to people outside of the First Nations. Do you think I'm right on that? Yeah, I do. Um, You know, and I think that people are are paying particular attention during the federal election because, of course, it was a federal government that was command and control for these schools. And uh, evidence uh, was there for the government of Canada to have prevented a lot of these deaths. Their own chief medical health officer in 1907 pointed out the unequal health care funding and terrible health care practices was resulting in death rates as high as 50% in the schools. And these things could have been fixed, but the government chose not to fix it. And this choosing not to implement available solutions is a chronic pattern that we see throughout residential schools and even today with the First Nations, Métis and Inuit kids today. And, you know, we've talked about this uh, at some level or another for a very, very long time. I mean, the first inquiry into this happened about a decade ago almost. So, I mean, and it's been going on for before that. So when we head into this election campaign, is there a different approach? Is it kind of like, okay, enough with the talk, um, enough with the discussion. We want to see some promises or at least some pledges or some action being taken. I mean, is it different time in terms of, okay, we've done the talking. Now, what, what are you actually going to do? Yeah, it, that's the major question, is the doing. Uh, there's been lots of talk, but not a lot of implementation of the available solutions, and that's what we all have to demand. That's what we have to judge success by. So when we take a look at that, um, let's talk about the Trudeau government. Uh, they want to be returned to power, uh, hopefully with a majority if you're them. Um, yeah. Th- when you take a look at the Truth and Reconciliation Report and all the promises that the Prime Minister yeah. made surrounding them, uh, it's been all talk with very, very little, if any, action, right? Does that hurt them? Um, I think it is. And I, what I want is for voters to really remind the government that this is something that matters to them. When you have a horrible human rights abuse like this, that has literally had the government in connection with children's deaths, both in the past and in the present, there's a legal ruling right now yeah. that shows Canada's unequal provision of public services for First Nations kids has contributed to deaths of children since 2018, um, that we have to see action on the implementation of it, and that it is a voting issue, because what the government care, uh, counts on is that the Canadian government, the Canadian public doesn't care or doesn't care enough. And when it doesn't care or doesn't care enough, the government continues the injustices. Um, 
What about the other parties? Um, I mean, again, we're, we're, it's all talk during a campaign. Yeah. Uh, understandable. Um, are they making any headway? Are they starting to resonate a little bit? Or what are they saying? Well, we're seeing from the NDP um, a commitment to implement the murdered and missing Indigenous women and girls calls to justice and the TRC's calls to action. Um, they've also uh, adopted something called the Spirit Bear Plan, which is just a common sense plan to cost out all the inequalities in federally funded public services, things like water, education, etc., and to create a Marshall Plan to deal with it. Mm-hmm. On the conservative side, we've seen um, so let's uh, you know provide funds for the uh, children who are in unmarked graves across the country, uh, but they haven't made that leap to really deal with the contemporary injustices. And that really is where it should stop, is you should stop doing the harm right now and also address the past stuff. And that's where the truth and reconciliation calls to action are so helpful, because they do both. Um, when we take a look at um, a couple of other issues, and this one was interesting, doing some reading this weekend, and uh, uh, some First Nations leaders saying, you know what, uh, climate change is something that's really on our minds. When you take yeah. a look at what happened, especially in British Columbia um, with the yeah. wildfires, they were um, hit much harder than um, a lot of other communities. They dealt with it in a, in a much more severe way. So they're saying, you know what, we don't want to continue to see this going on and on and on. And again, more talk without any action, because it's affecting us disproportionately. Yeah, you know, um, First Nations have been talking about the importance of the land, not just for First Nations, Métis, or Inuit peoples, but also for the, all everyone in Canada. People are starting to see that if you don't pay attention to really moderating human behavior in connection with the environment, that it's going to come back to bite you. Um, and so climate change is an emergency. It's on. It, it's probably even more deadly than the pandemic over the long run, unless we do something about it. Um, the one that just frustrates me and drives me crazy, and I know for a lot of Canadians it's the same, is just, can we not get clean drinking water after uh, all this time? I mean, how is yeah. this still going on? How important is that? How big of an issue is that in this campaign? Well, clean water in a pandemic, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, like, you know, we're all supposed to be washing our hands. Imagine not being able to do that for you and your family, right? Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous, and there's no excuse for this. I mean, the federal government says, well, you know, these things take time. Well, they've had 153 years since Confederation <laughs> to fix these inequalities and have chosen not to. And then sometimes they say, well, it's because these places are so remote. Well, the space station, population six, has clean drinking water. So yeah. why can't we get clean drinking water up to First Nations folks in Canada? It's just unthinkable. It's a lack of political will. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I mean, th- that's the only barrier. It's uh, certainly not anything else uh, that we can point to. Um, any other issues that we didn't get to that uh, are important and are being brought up and uh, the governments need, or the wannabe governments need to pay attention to? Well, I think always it's affirmation of self-determination for communities, the ability to make decisions for themselves. And that means getting rid of that Indian Act. Yes, the very same law that pushed First Nations kids into residential schools is still on the books. And there's a solution to get rid of that called the Royal Commission on Aboriginal People. So that should be put in place, too. Um, Cindy, thanks so much for your time today. Always appreciate chatting. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks very much. That's Dr. Cindy Blackstock. Um, bringing us some insight into, um, you know, what's important to Canada's First Nations as we go through this election campaign. And some of them we know, right, when we talk about the residential schools. And and that one, okay, if you're a Conservative um, or NDP or Green or, or Bloc or whoever, you've got to think 
you can stand up and say, here is yet another example of our Prime Minister saying all the right things, but then not actually doing anything. Um, the, the recommendations from the Truth and Reconciliation Report, just a tiny fraction of them have actually been acted upon, even though they've been sitting there for a while, and he promised to bring them all in. So um, it's another example of, I'm going to say these things, I'm going to promise these things, but yeah, it doesn't actually come through. So uh, important issues in drinking water on First Nations in this country, really, in 2021, we're still talking about that. Hard to believe, but it's been going on for years, uh, and we'll see if any government can finally... Uh, make some progress in that area.